Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, and you're listening to episode 68. Today's episode is a fun one because as this goes live, it's my birthday week. And I love birthdays. I love celebrating other people's birthdays, but I really love celebrating my own birthday. And around my birthday every year, I always try and do a fun Ask Me Anything episode. So today I've got nine questions submitted by some of my students and also some from over on Instagram, and I'm going to go through them as quickly as I can, hot potato style. Is that a thing? You get what I'm saying. I'm going to go through them as quickly as I can, back, back to back to back, one after another. As always, I'm so glad that you're here, and if you can relate to any of my answers, go ahead and hop on over to Instagram and slide into my DMs because I want to know. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey friend, sorry to interrupt your listening, but I've got something really exciting to tell you and I know that you're going to want to hear about this. So I've done something a little crazy and I've opened up the first lesson inside of club content batching to the public for free. That's right. You can get a look inside of the club content batching membership hub and take the very first lesson inside completely free. All you have to do is head over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get your login details. The first lesson covers the basic premises of content marketing that I want all of my students to know before they begin bashing. You'll reframe how you think about content marketing. You'll learn exactly how long you should be spending on creating content. And you'll uncover the two most important things that all of your content needs in order to grow your business. So if you've been curious about what the inside of club content batching looks like and you want to take that first lesson all about the basic premises of content marketing, be sure to head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get inside completely free today. Again, that's amandawarfield.com forward slash basics. Now let's head on back to your episode. All right, so like I said in the intro, I've got questions from students. I've got questions from Instagram. They've come from all over and I'm just going to go down the line and fit as many in as I can. So the first question is, what are your five-year goals slash plans, both personally and professionally? This question is so hard for me because 
I've shared this in the past, I'm not awesome at setting super realistic goals. And so I tend to really just focus on what is what are my goals for this year? So I don't have a detailed plan of what I want within five years. I don't have like, this is my five-year goal. I just have a general vision for what I want life to look like. Professionally, that just means I want to be educating as many creative entrepreneurs and small business owners as I can about good time management and how they can use their time well and how they can find that work-life balance. Right now, my focus is clearly content batching because I think it's an amazing tool for business owners to start managing their time really, really well because it saves you so much time when you're creating content. It saves you mental energy. I'm not going to go into content batching right now because I talk about it all the time. I may still be teaching on that in five years. I may be teaching on something totally different. Couldn't tell you. (laughs) I'm very open to whatever my audience is looking for at whatever point. And that's how I started with content badging. I was something I did. People were really interested in it. And I was like, all right, we're just going to grow it from there. So we did. But really, my goal is to educate other entrepreneurs on managing their time well so that they have the freedom and flexibility they originally started their business for in the first place. I would also really love it within five years if the business was making enough in revenue and profits to take Russell and I to Disney World every single year because at this point, he's very much a every other year to like every once five years. He would go like probably never again, honestly, and be happy. But his compromise is like, we'll go once every five years. But if the business profits enough, we can go every year. So that's really... (laughs) I don't have a super big monetary goal for the business, but if I could do that, that would be really cool. And then personally, I honestly, I love my life. That might come off wrong, but I'm really happy with where Russell and I are in life right now. I could be taking care of my health a little bit better, but truly I'm happy with how we're spending our time, how we're spending our life. I can't really complain. I just want to keep doing what we're doing. Spending time with each other, spending time with family. I spend time volunteering with my church and working childcare there to give back in that way. And I don't know, I feel really fulfilled and happy. So that's probably not what you were looking for, Nicole, when you asked that, but that's where I'm at with those goals. I just, I want to keep being content and happy. I got another question about my iPad system and if that was still working for me. And I don't remember when I actually started doing this. I can't remember what month it was, but within the last year, I went and bought an iPad specifically so that I could take all of the work-related apps, including social media, off of my phone and just put them on the iPad. And I got a message last week, someone asking, hey, does that still work for you? I'm thinking about doing it myself. Yes, 100% this still works, and I highly, highly recommend it for anyone. If you have a tablet or you have the means to be able to get a tablet, it has been so helpful for me to separate work and the rest of my life because it sucks you in, and I don't want to constantly be on my phone. And I looked at some of those non-smartphones, but frankly, like I want to be able to use Google Maps, and I want to be able to take videos and pictures and things like that that are high quality. And this was the compromise I ended up coming up with. All of my work apps, all my social media that is on my iPad, this was really great when we went to Jamaica in May and I left my iPad here at home and I I didn't open Instagram or Facebook once the entire trip because I couldn't. I didn't have the 
the app. It was amazing. Yes, iPad system, still working, still recommend. It's really nice to have them separate. And then if it's a Friday night and Russell's playing his video games and I want to just scroll reels, I totally can. But it's an active choice versus a passive time waster. So there's a difference there. The next question is, how do you keep the energy up month after month, even when this stops being as fun as it was at the beginning? One, this comes down to, again, managing your time well. Using my block schedule, using my batch schedule, and making sure that I'm working on something different every day of the week so that I can batch the work. So every Monday is for marketing. Every Tuesday is for admin. Every Wednesday is for projects, whatever my current project is. And then every Thursday is for educating myself and planning. That way I'm doing something different every single day of the week and there's variety, but it also keeps me focused and intentional. It helps with the fun side of things, but it also helps me get more done. That's one side of it. The other side is that I'm very intentional about taking time off and if I feel burnt out, I listen to my body. Does that mean when there are weeks when I just don't feel like working that I just don't do it? No, there's a difference between not feeling like it and feeling burnt out and starting to really listen to your body is gonna help you know the difference. For example, this week as I'm recording this, it's batch week and I also have a very big deadline coming up. Typically when I'm in batch week, I only do content batching. I don't do anything else because it is exhausting. This week with my deadline coming up, I unfortunately have to do a lot of extra work too on top of my content batching. Going into this week, I didn't wanna do it, but I knew I didn't wanna do it and not that I was burnt out. So there's a difference there. So when I'm burnt out, I take time off. If it's the middle of the day and I'm burnt out and I don't want to do it and I just feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall and I wanna take a bath, I go take a bath. If it's a Friday and I had planned to get some work done but Russell wants to play disc golf and I'm feeling burnt out, I go take the time to do it. I listen to my body and that helps me keep the energy up month after month. Next question, do you batch reels too? Yes, <laughs> 100%. I do not do reels in the moment. Reels are very, very time consuming and I don't think I could put out near as many as I do if I wasn't batching them. So what I'll do is during my batch week when I make my plan, I know what reels I'm gonna do, what the general idea is and what sound I wanna do. Then I record all of them and I save them as a draft. And then I'll write the caption and email the caption to myself the day that it's supposed to go live so that when I check my inbox in the morning and I have the Reels email, I know, oh, I gotta go put a Reel up right now. There's no scheduling tool for Reels right now and that's as close as I've gotten to being able to schedule it out, but it makes me able to forget that the Reel is supposed to happen. Like I, I have it created and I don't have to worry about it until I get the email and then I can just go and copy paste and put it live. Yes, I definitely batch my Reels. <laughs> There's no way I could do Reels as often as I do if I wasn't batching them. And that's, that's how I do it. Next question. Also, I'm just running through these as quickly as I can because this episode is already longer than normal. Next question is, which tendency are you and Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies? I'm gonna be honest. I used to listen to her podcast a lot. I haven't really in a while. And so I had to go back and I took her quiz. It came up as obliger, which I for sure used to be 100% obliger. I think I'm also, when you go to her website and you take the quiz, she, it's basically like a Venn diagram almost. I think I'm very much obliger with some upholder as well because like if I have outer expectations, 100% I'm going to meet them. Not always will I meet my own inner expectations, 
but also pretty often I will. So I feel like I'm kind of in the middle with those two because they're both meets outer expectations, but an upholder meets inner expectations and an obliger resists inner expectations. And I don't resist them. I'm pretty disciplined and pretty good at meeting inner expectations. I don't think my business would be as successful as it is if I couldn't. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. So I don't know. I'm somewhere in between those two. I want to say I lean more upholder, but the quiz said I'm an obliger. If you've listened to my episode about my mastermind, I love having that outer expectations. I love being, (laughs) I love like someone holding me accountable, but I also feel like I'm pretty accountable to myself. Another fun fact, my husband is for sure a rebel. 100% uh, a rebel questioner. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out Gretchen Rubin's website or her podcast or any of her books. It's all very, very insightful. And if you're someone like me who really loves psychology, you'll really enjoy her stuff. Okay, next question. How do you know when a routine is no longer working for you and it's time to change? The biggest indicator here for me, especially, is am I feeling like when I go to do a routine that I'm beating my head against the wall? Does it feel draining? Do you dread doing it? Does it just feel like it's not working anymore? A lot of times we're trying to do routines and we want to blame it not working on all these other outside factors, which yes, that could be the case. But also those outside factors changing may just be indicative of the fact that it's a new season of life. And with any new season of life, your routine needs to change. Practically, if you know you're in a new season of life, And that can be as simple as going from the school year to summer break or summer break to a new school year. That's a good indicator. Hey, time to like reevaluate my routines. But also if it just doesn't feel right and if you're feeling a lot of resistance to following through with that routine, that means it's time for you to reevaluate as well. Next one. How did you know when the right time to go 100% into your business was? I have shared this in the past, but for me, I frankly got pushed into going 100% in my business. And that's because we were living in Washington. I was teaching and running youth group and running my business all at the same time. Then we were moving, but we were moving right after a new school year was starting. So we moved from Washington State all the way back to South Carolina. And we moved, I think we got back here, like middle of September, which the school year typically starts about a month before that. I could have gotten probably a substitute job at that point. I probably could have gotten maybe an aid position, but typically once teachers are hired for the school year, they're staying put. That's just generally how it works. So there wasn't really a way for me to get a full-time teaching job. And frankly, because I have a master's in preschool studies, early childhood education, I was not going to go work as a substitute. I just wasn't going to. And the fact that we are very intentional to live within my husband's paycheck. So all of that was just a very clear, we're going to give this a go. And we gave my business the school year to get to a place where it was sustainable as a paycheck on its own. So for me, I got pushed into it. But if you're someone who that's not the case, because that's not the case for most people, it's not most people's stories. I would say you know it's right when you know what your financial goal needs to be and you can meet that. And that, just practically speaking, is the best way to do it. Does that mean that you need to 100% match what you're already making? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on your financial situation. I 
highly recommend Mike McCallowitz's Profit First book, which is a whole system for your business finances. Within that, he recommends and encourages all business owners to take 50% of revenue as their paycheck. So my rule of thumb when clients are trying to decide how much they need to make, what their goals need to be, things like that, is to go, okay, how much do you need to bring home? And then double that. So that would be my very quick suggestion. I'm not a financial coach. Just throwing that out there. How do you continue to work on your mindset on the toughest days? I struggle with this a lot. Just full confession, full honesty. I do struggle with my mindset because I struggle to find my worth. I've shared this in the last couple episodes I definitely struggle with finding my worth inside of my business. So what I do is walk away typically. If I'm having a really hard day with mindset, I will literally go outside and take a walk and get away and try to reset, whether that's talking with a friend, talking to my husband, listening to music. I try not to listen to a business podcast when I'm feeling like that because it typically doesn't help. I try to fully get away. Journaling, I'm not a huge consistent journaler. But when I'm feeling frustrated or low, or I'm feeling a lot of emotions in any way, really, I journal. And so that's something else I'll do to help kind of work out, like, this is what I'm feeling. What are the facts? Maybe I'm feeling frustrated because I didn't get as many sales during my launch as I thought I would, but then I'm actually looking at the sales I've made, and I've already done better than the last one. And so just looking at the facts and saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling, but this is what I need to remember. That's really helpful, too. Okay, last question. What was the last book that you read and loved? A Court of Thorns and Roses, I believe is the first one by Sarah J. Mass. That whole series has been amazing. I just finished the fourth one. I thought it was going to be the last one. It's definitely not the last one. And I was nervous going into it because I've read a lot of amazing series that were ruined by the last book, but this one was just as good. So that's my favorite right there. That whole series, highly recommend. I've recommended it as a book rec on some episode in the past, but definitely worth re-mentioning. It's probably going to be a series that I reread every year. Every single summer, fun fact, every summer I reread Harry Potter and Gone with the Wind. Probably going to add this one to my list too when next summer rolls around because it's so good. And that brings me to this week's action step, which is that I want you to DM me the best book that you've read lately. Head on over to Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Send me the best book that you've read lately so that I can go find it at the library. And this week's book recommendation is 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do by Amy Morin. We talked a lot about mindset in this episode. And as entrepreneurs, we have to be mentally strong in order to survive. Does that mean we'll do it perfectly? No, but this book, it's very practical to help you recognize, okay, these are things that I need to make sure that I'm aware of and that I'm doing, but also she talks a lot about the psychology behind these 13 things, which I always just find super fun and I love to learn about. But if you're like me and you know that you're always having to work on your mindset, highly recommend this book. Thank you for hanging out, celebrating my birthday with me with this fun little episode. And if you submitted one of these questions, thank you, extra thank you to you. I really appreciate it. These were a lot of fun. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and 
help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time. Thank you.